love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes for uh, the 10th exciting episode of our uh, James Bond playlist. We're not at the halfway Is mark yet with so. this guy. Yeah, We're we not still at the halfway it. mark with this guy? With, with, uh, with, I mean, not even with Roger Moore, no. We're not at the halfway mark with Roger Moore. We're not at the halfway mark with James <laughs> Bond either. It's ridiculous. There's so many. I mean, yeah. We'll be there for all of it. And, and I am the Green Traveler from Gorge. And I am the Faceless Leon. This is a podcast about movies and TV called Green and Faceless on the Couch, which is, you know, us on Woo-hoo. the couch. Yeah. Watching Indeed. movies. And my dog just eerily walked around the corner carrying a squeaky toy like a, de- like a daring omen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a cricket outside my window. <laughs> oh, fabulous yeah this is a night and, episode we don't normally film or oh, shoot no. at night this is no. this is kind of fun yeah this is like it's almost 10 and yeah this might be the latest we've ever recorded i don't know but it was a busy day and it's a busy weekend and we're falling a little bit behind so here we are what yeah. giving us giving you guys the time that we have and we hope you appreciate it if you do you can go on down to patreon.com slash greenfaceless and uh, check out our tiers there and consider joining. That would yep, be great. We, We'd really appreciate to see you there. It would be. Trying to make a little community. Yeah, we're about to have you know, our... There. Uh, we vote once a month on uh, a, a pay, an episode idea for uh, from the Patreon suggestions. And uh, you... We're about to bring up bangers and hash, I think. I was about to bring up bangers and hash. Yeah, we also we're about to have our second exclusive episode up on the Patreon. So you know, just check it out. It's the second tier, you know, five dollar tier. Uh, you know, it's 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 worth it. I enjoy it. That's where we get all of our new release yes. reviews, the things I've seen in the theater. I, I will say that that's as of the release of this episode that. We're we're moving bangers and hash. We we at first we decided to make it at the ten dollar mark, but uh, well, that's right, that's right. You know, we think that it would be much more accessible uh, at the five dollar mark. Uh, so, you know, come on down, check it out, and we'd appreciate. And what's that. which dollar mark do you get to make the suggestion at? Is that I believe it's at the five well? dollar mark as well. I will. See, look Double at that. check that real quick. But that's like, if it is, that's like a beautiful tier right there. You yeah. know, just for $5 a month, you can make a suggestion on what we watch. And you get a vote on that suggestion. And yeah. you get to listen to an exclusive episode about new releases and what Faceless Leon's been watching on television. That's That's right. I watch a lot of it on the television. All of that television, <laughs> I sure do. So, yes, at the Real Couch Potatoes benchmark, you get to uh, vote for the potato pick, but you also get to recommend, you'll get bangers and hash, and an exclusive sticker. <gasps> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I if just you started. Know, if I never... you do like this show, though, and you're like, $5 a month is, that's too much. 
two dollars, you know, a month. That's that's really not asking too much. Uh, and I know I feel like we're pushing real hard in this episode, but it, that's fifty cents an episode uh, for the regular show, and you get to help us vote on the what the potato pick is once a month. So we we'd love to yeah. see more people there at the booster chair tater tots. Um, <laughs> level uh so please come on down yeah yeah it's always fun we love doing this show like we'll always do it for free but you know every every tiny little bit helps us make it better I mean, it helps us get new equipment yep. helps get us in the exact same room helps us pay for all of our our stuff to keep the show up and running yeah and so like who knows yeah. if enough enough people help out maybe we'll have more time to do it um and yeah which means more content wire i know i i I, we got a lot of content for this particular show i feel like uh it's just sitting there waiting for somebody to find it if if you're just listening to the most recent episode today which is weird because it's james bond playlist i'm gonna say i've been listening back to the older episodes and i would say start at our new year's special that's where it is a drier episode, but that's yeah. where we start hitting the goofs on being a space alien in an amorphous being. Goofs? <laughs> the truth. That's when we start speaking the truth. We're being open and honest here, people. <laughs> I'm a little so, green alien in a fleshy human costume. Yes, and I am a faceless hairless creature in a Sasquatch costume. (laughs) 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 Jesus. Uh, No, I I really enjoy it. And and if, I mean, again, not just to to get off of our ad here, I'll, I'll close with, I know out there, there is somebody who really likes the idea of me going through every single episode of Doctor Who in its own special podcast. There's someone I out do there? do that. Did somebody Some, tell you Someone this? out there. One person. <laughs> no, I, no, nobody has told me this. But I know just by pure, yeah. pure statistical fact that somebody would tune in. <laughs> I'd be going through hey, every single episode. You know, I will say I'll listen to it. Uh <laughs> whistle while you work uh i i, oh I only said that because i listened to the snow white episode like literally today anyhow that was an old one that was an old one and we're gonna get back to the disney playlist soon uh after october yeah i think i think after october yeah okay but for now the spy who shat, uh, shit, not shag me, shit. The spy who loved me. Someday we'll do an a, a Austin Powers trilogy trial. But, that as a joke to me like a week ago. Dude, <laughs> like. You, that was so natural. You could not have done that on purpose. <laughs> I did it. It's, it. I'm more familiar with Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, than I am with the spy who loved me. Sure. Like, honestly. I don't think I would have even known, like, I would have known this was a, a James Bond film, but if somebody had said, like, which James Bond actor, you know, which actor was James Bond during The Spy Who Loved Me, I would have been like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, Timothy Dalton, was that the George Lazenby one? I don't know. No, it's 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 a third Roger Moore film. Like, 
Well, and, and they brought back the the same director. They brought back Lewis Gilbert, who did uh, the one Sean Connery film that I think we really liked. Uh, hold on, I got it here. Uh, ooh, I don't have it here. It's coming. You only live twice. Oh, that one. The, the fifth good. one. I think that we liked the fifth one, right? Yeah, like, that one was. I think my favorite Sean Connery one. If I if I can remember all the Sean Connery ones, which I don't. <clears throat> I mean. Yeah, I don't either. But if it was, then that means that uh, up front, I will say Lewis Gilbert has done my favorite Roger Moore one so far as well. Because yeah, I, really I would say had a lot yes. Of fun with this this one. I, this one was my favorite one so far. But I was just talking with Sarah, and uh, I said, you know, this one is very obviously uh, written by a man. And she said, "Blake, oh yeah, the whole definitely. thing is written by." <laughs> it's it's almost all been written by the same men, actually. Um, the the what are their names? Mankey, uh, Richard Maybaum, and and something Mankey Wits, Tim Mankey Wits, Christopher Wood. Well, was Christopher on Wood wrote this, this one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tim Tim Mankey Wits still had an uncredited rewrite. So May Maybaum and Mankiewicz have written a lot of them so far. I can't remember how many, but yeah, okay. they've they've really gotten that masculinity of Britain's yeah. Great Spy down, you know. Yeah. But this one was definitely, uh, I I will give them this. Barbara Batch is probably the most competent woman character they've ever they've had so oh, yeah. far. Yeah, uh, and, and for that I really appreciate her. Um, and yes, she is a spy who uses her feminine wilds to, you know, honeypot uh, people, yeah, uh, other spies and whatnot. But <clears throat> in this, uh, she is a pretty good character. Gets the her and Bond have to team up at one point. That's getting pretty far ahead of ourselves, right. though. Uh, and you know, they're really good back-to-back -back as partners yeah. and you know that's that's great that they have a woman who's pretty much equaling the the male lead yeah yeah she actually like gets the upper hand on bond a couple times yeah too, which she is does. really fun like she, she's a she's a very very uh I, I like her story i like i like the backstory they have going for her. and that's that's the beginning of the movie is you get the backstory yeah. of where the characters are Bond is out at like a ski lodge romancing somebody. <laughs> yeah. And uh he gets he gets a call from uh him. you know from well <laughs> I say a call. His watch goes oh, off yeah. <laughs> and prints off a little ticker tape that says like Bond you're needed, yeah. England needs you or whatever, I you know, something like that. I feel like and so then he's gadgets just like, oh. have been missing from the movies lately. And and this one didn't have like a whole bunch of them. But still, like the what they did with the undersea stuff, man, I am getting ahead of myself. You're about to explain. I'll let you. Yeah, like, like I think I think Lewis Gilbert. Um, I think in his Bond film, we liked it because of the gadgets in that one because it was just goofy with gadgets. Yeah, it was. And like that I, one, I I get them all confused. We're on the tenth one right. now, and you know. When the same face plays the character so many times, it's you can get their films confused. I got Lazen B's movie down pat. 
That's fair. That's fair. I feel I feel like I'm I'm right though. I feel like you only live twice or whatever the other right. fucking Lewis River one was. I feel like it had uh, some really fun silly gadgets. I, okay, and this one I just think... opens up right out the gate with silly gadgets. Yeah. Like it's so funny. It's fun. The ticker tape watch had me rolling. It that was, it was like... hilarious. But I have to say, that scene was so off character for James Bond, I feel like. It, it, anytime, to leave yeah, anytime QM has contacted him, still played by Bernard Lee, by the way. Anytime right, he has three, right? contacted him and said, hey, we need you, he's always taken the time to finish. And then there's an attack. <laughs> this time... <laughs> to to reach completion. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, was that too blue? <laughs> so, this time... He, M contacts him and he immediately drops this uh, blonde woman. Uh, and right. then, yeah, it's always, there's always got to be at least one blonde, which I guess, you know, that's, that makes sense. But usually there's more than one and that's confusing <laughs> to me for some reason. Um, <clears throat> so he goes and skis out of the freaking cabin all like oh, he gets dude. dressed Another up super fun fast ski scene. yes and that's a super fun ski scene i love it more than the lazenby movie one i i i think yeah uh, i do because that he doesn't even know they're coming and it does end in an attack so it's still with the trope and, and the 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 blonde calls and says he's leaving and then uh <laughs> yeah. then he skis <laughs> off of the mountain and I literally, when that happened, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I said that out loud in my living room. <laughs> well, And it was really I good I looked shot. it up. Apparently, uh, the Union Jack at the end, when he when he makes that jump and, mm-hmm. and parachutes and pulls out the Union Jack, that's apparently like the second most favorite like Bond moment in like, the it entire franchise. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was so funny. Yeah, I was I, laughing so hard. I gotta say, yeah, no, I, I, th- I was, but from like excitement. I thought it was really good. Yeah, and he, yeah, he's just he jumps off the cliff, and I felt like he was gonna land, and then you realize all the stuff that you see, all the the mountains are far in the background. He just went off this huge cliff, and like you know, his backpack is a parachute. But still, it's like, oh, hell yeah. And he pulls the rip cords, the Union Jack. It's great. It's a good scene. It's, it's probably really the best wonderful. time I've had with this movie series. Just that scene. <laughs> I, I can honestly agree. I really, really enjoyed that whole ski scene. Like, I was all for it. And then they, they juxtapose it with uh, Barbara, Barbara Botch's character, or Box character, uh, she herself is getting it on, getting freaky in a room uh, with another man. She mirrors and she, Roger Moore yeah. really well. <clears throat> and I really liked it too because it made it, they made it really seem at first like they were looking at the guy that she's with. You know, it's just like they were like, this is the important one. And then like he get like a phone call happens and like the answer and it's just like, uh, Agent X, you need to report for duty. Or sorry, Agent Triple X, Agent XXX. Yes. Agent you need XXX. to report for for duty, 
And he, I did, he picks up I the phone. I did laugh at that. I was like, oh my god, hiccups hit me real all of a sudden. But I... <laughs> I thought that was hilarious that that was her code name and like I know that it's like you yeah. know pussy galore all this sh- shit Ian Fleming must be some kind of pun pervert perv um yeah yeah that's all I wanted to say but her real yeah, name I, is I, major what I really liked her real name is major just major <laughs> <laughs> gotcha <laughs> that was a rank i think i yes, think she was it a major. was it was and... i was just teasing it's it's uh anya anya i'm sorry i didn't mean, i don't mean to make fun of anya to yeah i think it'd be in russian i think it was, I was anya. anya anya emosla yeah. and i emosla. what i really liked though was when when they when they give the call and they say agent xxx agent triple x whatever you have to report for duty the guy picks up the phone first and you're like oh all right there's bond's enemy and he passes it to her and it's like oh i see what you did there that's so fun and it really is kind of fun because she really does match him and uh you find out immediately after once that ski scene happens they they do the the famous bond introductions and then it comes back to her coming to her superior's office, you know, their version of M, uh, Russian's version of M, that is. And he tells her, hey, just so you know, this guy that you loved was just killed on a mission out at some ski lodge area. And I think they even tell her that it was James Bond. Maybe not I then. I don't think Maybe she, she doesn't does, know then. because when she, in the scene where she oh, finds right, they have out... That- she seems surprised. Yeah. <clears throat> that's right. That's right. But yeah, she does. She does find out though that you know her lover was killed, um, and you know that's that's her arc. That's setting up her arc. But the problem is, there's this madman out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. uh, Stromberg, yeah. Carl, Carl Stromberg. He's got uh, the he's got like the upside down all? mind flare as a station. It's yeah, really kind of cool. It, it's really cool. I'm pretty sure that the Venture Brothers stole it. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. I recall that in the Venture Brothers at least that shape very strongly. I could be wrong. But I think a lot of I think a lot of people have stolen that idea. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a really these, cool these shape. Yeah, who the fuck knows? Uh, yeah. It, it, it is, is really, really awesome. I loved when it came up in the horizon. I was just like, fuck, it's that's like, pretty cool. <laughs> I describe it as a skull with four legs, four spider-like legs. Yeah, that's fair. It's like the, the giant spider in Wild Wild West. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but less it's spidery it's and less steam, steampunky. And it's a, it's a submersible. Submersible. That's right. That's really cool, too. Yeah. I love that part. Like and and you know the introduction to Carl Stromberg is really freaking cool. Mm. Like he he's out there, um, he's in his station at this big spider like thing that's out in the middle of the ocean, and he's with uh, he he brings in two people who helped him do something. I can't remember what his world ending plan is, but he, uh, he basically oh, oh I remember his nukes. world ending plan. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. He plans to shoot nukes at like all the major cities yeah, and no. subvert the world to having to live underwater kind of we'll thing. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Yeah, I love it's it's a ridiculously stupid plan, but yes. I, I love I kind of love that they went back to world ending. Like once they did it, yeah. I was like, you know what? I thought I was done with the world ending stuff, but this feels so relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> ah, Bond. This is Bond. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but while he's out there, he's having dinner with uh, with a lady friend and these two doctors or whatever who helped him with his <clears throat> grandmaster plan. They were they're, they're they're called into his office and he's just like, "Hey guys, so thanks for doing all this shit for me, but." somebody stole our plans or tried to sell our plans on the black market or whatever, something like that. And he's just like, now there's only like a few people who have all this knowledge. And the two people who are, you know, the two doctors are just like quivering in their boots. Like we didn't do anything. Oh fuck. Like what, what's going to happen? And then he asks the the lady to leave and she goes to the elevator. And while she gets into the elevator, the bottom drops out and she falls right into a baby mm-hmm. shark cage. Cause it's yeah, a baby shark. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like a, a shiny shark, mouth. The sh- a shark that obviously doesn't eat people. That, yeah, <laughs> I don't even think it had like this the 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 amount of teeth necessary or the jaw to to do that. It's tight. It had such a tiny mouth. Yeah, it it's like, like it's like mouth it's ever. like one of those sharks that like suck fish up. You know, like little like it's so funny. <laughs> Oh my god, I loved it. And like, yeah, she goes down there, there's like a big blood splatter kind of thing, like they don't show anything, but you know, you know how it goes. She did. And he's just like, it a she had all the deals, she... Oh yeah. <laughs> and then it comes back to Carl Stromberg with the two doctors, and he's just like, yep, she was the one who fucked me over. You guys did a good job, thanks. You know, you wired money to your accounts. Yeah, go on, get out of here. Shoo, take the take the red helicopter, please. Like, yeah, it's not a red helicopter, but like, <laughs> not the blue one. It, not the blue one. Uh, you know, they they leave, they get on the helicopter, and he blows them up because yeah, you know they know shit. Def- and it's like, it's a no fun. It's a, such such a fun little introduction. <laughs> who is the guy who played Carl Stromberg? Uh, What's it his is Crude uh, Jurgens. Uh, he play, He oh, was commonly yes. billed as Kurt Jurgens. I'm still. I'm sure gotcha. they still do the yeah sound with the J, because most people. Yeah, know I think that so. And, and like, yeah, that introduction for Carl Stromberg, I really enjoyed. It. It's very fun, very Bond villainy, yes. and he just disappears for the next hour and a half. He's just gone. Yeah, like, <laughs> definitely. But who's not gone? Is the actual shining star of this entire movie, who is Richard Keel playing Jaws, this just big string bean kind of muscular man, but he has, what are they, like iron teeth? Yeah, I don't know. He's got these prosthetic teeth on, and uh, yeah, yeah, he uses them. To bite people, uh, I think, like under the cerebellum, like to 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 para- to kill them and paralyze them instantly. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He, <clears throat> it's disgusting. It's definitely with the shark motif. That's what they're going for. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's so stupid. I loved it, man. The dude's the dude's indestructible. He like he gets he gets so much shit that happens to him and yet he just keeps going and going and going uh-huh. and like you know somebody will throw something at him and he'll just bite it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love Jaws. Like, like yeah, like he throws he throws a board of wood at him and then he like 
I, for no absolute reason, bites bites a piece of it off. And I'm like, okay, now are you going to like <laughs> spit it at him so he gets splinters? No. Nothing happens. No, it was, just in, it was pure intimidation. It was pure intimidation, man. Yeah, it was pure intimidation to a guy that like was already fighting for his life. I just... <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's but the prop, the big problem is the big problem, and what gets everything going for this whole movie is that Stromberg has stolen plans or whatever from both the Russians and the Americans, and so the Russians and Americans they team up. Crazy, I know, Cold World era, Cold War era kind of stuff, like just after maybe when was this movie? Nineteen seventy-seven. So still in the mid. Yeah, um, I'd say it's so still it's like, very much the Cold War. Yes. Um, yeah. But that's more between, I mean, Britain's definitely was our ally at the time, but that was more between. That's right. US. I said Americans. I meant, yeah, oh. I meant, I meant, I meant Britain. I don't know why I said American. Well, because I'm American. That's why. Probably. <laughs> hey, this is a spoiler. Do you want it? Uh-oh. Do you want a surprise for a future movie? Yes. Jaws yeah. Returns. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jaws returns in Moonraker. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the next one. That's so that's exciting. The next one. Okay, that's fun. Oh my goodness, I can't wait, man! I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really just love Jaws. But what um, the thing is with the American, jeez, uh, I did it again with the Britons and the Russians working together, uniting their secret spies, Triple uh, X and 007 to go after the the plans to go after Stromberg hmm. to bring him down because he has uh, submarines with nukes on them. That's right, and and Stromberg sends Jaws and another dude who doesn't really matter. He's I call him. Mr. Yes, he does. Uh, yes, well, he does. Well, <laughs> Sandor, Sandor, who is literally in the movie for less than ten minutes. Um, which actually, that's a lot of screen time. It's probably more like two minutes. Um, he, <laughs> uh, Milton Reed plays this guy. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I really enjoyed him because, like, him next to Jaws, it was such a funny picture. It was such a classic, you know, because he, this guy is like super sh- short, but super built. Like, he has no neck. Okay, he might not be super yeah. short. Next to next to um uh fucking what's his name? Jaws he is. Uh, Richard Keel. Yeah, he's like seven feet tall or something like that. Right. I always uh, when I saw Sandra, I mean he doesn't actually look like this, but all I could see next to Jaws, all I could see was a Shantaran, <laughs> the potato people yes. from Doctor Who. That was it. That's all I saw. Yeah. That's good. Sorry to make fun of you, uh, but <laughs> before we started recording, for fun, I picked, I looked at his bio, and there is some some good good stuff in his bio. There really is. Um, maybe this is a new section. Um, <laughs> super strange side characters. So, uh, <laughs> this guy used to go around <laughs> signing his autographs, Milton Gaylord Reed, even though that wasn't his name, and just just for fun. And uh, he also it, <laughs> he also was in porn movies. 
and died mysteriously yeah, was... in India, and nobody yeah. really knows what happened. We could we could honestly just I'll read the I'll read the the wiki parts because it's hilarious. Additionally, Reed accepted non-sexual rules <laughs> in a couple of hardcore porn films, <laughs> and, and then later on his uh, his death is something of a mystery due to the conflicting dates of death, and also because he died in relative obscurity in India. Oh yeah, gosh, like, man. wasn't there, like, also... Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not hilarious they died, but... No, no, it's not. But, uh, like, there were letters, like, he reportedly died on this date, but there was letters sent back and forth with his son dated later than that. So, my theory well, it, is Wikipedia that... has it as earlier, so that's why I'm really oh, confused. Oh, because okay. Wikipedia says he traveled back to India, where his mother and sister resided, and he supposedly died of a heart attack in 1987. And his son was still receiving written correspondence from him in 1986. Like, yeah, okay. he was still alive. Like 1986, yeah. he died. In, like, I don't yeah, understand I thought, what they're, what they're, why they put that in there. Oh, I thought uh, the IMDb said it differently, but uh, there. See, that would wrong. make more sense. I assume it has to be a typo on Wikipedia. I don't like, know. That just, it is super strange. They're making it. Though. They're setting it up like he like he was still messaging his son after he died, but <laughs> but. The way Wikipedia has it, he was still still kicking. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for being shortly in this film, just so that we could learn about your story. And thank you, Couch Potatoes, for indulging us in super strange side character. <laughs> <laughs> now, he really, yeah, th- that's he's there. He, him, and Jaws are both sent out to find Bond and. Like Bond just dispatches of that guy within a <laughs> yeah, couple minutes, and it's so, so funny. quick. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and I love how he does it too. It's it's hilarious to think. Yeah. Okay, so spoilers. He there comes a moment where the guy is about to fall off the the edge of a roof, you know, and he uh-huh. grabs Bond's tie, his necktie. Yeah, and Bond, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna say Bond's not a super strong man. He definitely is, but it's hilarious to me that he is just holding this. Much yeah. heavier man who is has all of gravity pulling at him to fall over the 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 side of this building, right? And Bond just holding him there with the power of his upper body because the guy is just holding on to Bond's right. necktie, and Bond's just like, eh, not just that, like his neck, like it is his neck, and yeah. it's basically a slip knot, so the tie is tightening. Yeah. Though maybe maybe there's a regulation knot that they use that doesn't slip. Because Maybe. why would you wear a See, tie out in the field, Super Spider-Man? I was, <laughs> I was 100% expecting it to be a, a, a clip-on clip tie. Because <laughs> I thought so Bond funny. would like... I thought that was going to happen I thought Bond it. was going to get like the information he needed and just be like... Boop, <laughs> just yeah. the guy <laughs> I would have been so good. Why that isn't a gag in... Austin Powers? I, I will know. know. <laughs> hey, man, it honestly might be. I can't remember. Who knows? I even know. It sounds like it could have happened. But, yada, 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 long story short with the plot here, Bond and, Bond and uh, uh, X. Uh, I can't remember her name, Anya? Bond uh, and Anya. Anya. Yeah. Last but. name, yep. <laughs> yeah, they, they, through <laughs> through their through their uh, their journey, 
Yeah. You know, they, they connect. And when, you know, she discovers that Bond killed her lover, Bond, who was starting to like her a lot, also discovers that he did it. And he was just like, it's just, you know, part of business. You know, I just, I just, you know, I was skiing and this guy just started shooting at me. And, you know, one thing led to another. I killed him. I'm sorry. But like she is, she is on, you know, she tells him, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to sleep together. And when this mission's done, I will kill you. Yeah. Like, it's pretty you fabulous. know, we, we, she will work together with him. She will be his partner, but she will kill him once the mission's done. And they pretty much stick to that, except, for, you know, for the very, very end of that plan. Um, but I really enjoyed how she was just like, you know, you might be a charmer, but at the same time, so am I. Get the fuck away from me. You know, this is strictly business. And when they get to Stromberg's, sadly, she does become just damsel in distress kind of thing, which is really annoying. But so does Bond. Bond gets mm-hmm. kidnapped, too. So, you know. That's true. But when we get back to Stromberg, it's it's kind of boring for me because, I mean, I like I like the world ending plan. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah. Stromberg himself just kind of loses all intimidation after that intro scene because he's gone for so fucking long. He is gone for a long time, uh, which is pretty common in Bond movies. Now I think about it. Yeah. Uh, Or or the reveal is just very late. Who, who the, the evil character is. Uh, so Stromberg, Stromberg rather wants to use the Russian and, and, British nuclear submarines to fire on both the USSR and the US of A. Starting yep. a, a cataclysmic event that will you know, blow up the, basically all the surfaces of all the continents, forcing the people that Stromberg has chosen to Live under the sea, as you have uh, said earlier. I know I'm just reiterating. Um, but I gotta say, I really love that his intent is truly, I am ending the world to save it. You know, like it's not, yeah, it's not a hey, give me the money, which you know was always. Blowfield's, uh, right shtick. One billion dollars. One million dollars. So <laughs> James Bond, yeah, has to stop him, and they do. He does so by killing everyone. I don't remember actually. Pretty much. Oh yeah, he had. Yeah, they, he helped he, he the Americans. All the- he helped the Americans. Yeah. So it was actually American subs. They took American subs to do this. I forgot. See, I think that's why I got confused. Yeah, because there was an American submarine crew and they were... They make it a lot more evident that uh, James used to be a naval officer in this in this movie. Yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah. He, he was and I enjoy how the, uh, the American... Yeah. And I enjoy how the American uh, stereotype is portrayed in this film still, where it's yeah. just like, they're, you know, the military aren't as bumbling idiot as the sheriff was in the last couple right. films, but they are still pretty much bumbling idiots, yeah, yeah, and I love it. For sure. <laughs> uh, but I was looking for the captain for the submarine, 
but he uh he helps bond uh reprogram these i think they're unmanned subs to blow each other up instead of because they can't stop the missile launch so they reprogram the launch to blow up the the submarines and after that's done uh Stromberg and uh, Stromberg is gone and he has taken uh Anya Anya with her <laughs> just I'm sorry I just got I now I'll never look at that name the same way again I won't <laughs> Yeah it's it's cuz Anya was, is from a different uh, Anya is typically like right. we hear it as a Russian name Yeah yeah and she is uh I don't remember where she's from but she's not from uh well, she was born in Miami, raised in Buenos Aires, but where is her family from? Because her family is not Spanish. She's Spanish. And Ar- Anglo-Argentine mother. Yeah. Okay. Father is an Argentine. There we go. Argentinian? Okay. Argentine is what it's... Oh, tinny? Tinny? Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. That's why her... her I think that's why she pronounces it Anya. Okay. But yeah, we're yeah. We're we're I understand. delineating from It's hard to, it's hard our to look path. at one word and see two different things. Yeah, yeah. it sure is. <laughs> so uh he being Stromberg leaves with and and oh god damn it. Anya and uh he has her and he's gone and Bond has to go find them and he's going to also blow up the cool skull spider ship. Uh, it, well, right. the, the the navy is, anyways. If Bond does he doesn't, you know, escape in time, they're gonna blow it up, assuming that he was captured. So he goes, right. saves. Uh, he goes and sits at the table with Stromberg, and uh, he has under this extremely long table a uh a harpoon gun with a tube. <laughs> yeah and he shoots it and you know harpoons are kind of slow and then it's also like hitting this tube uh so well it's also a, an explosive too like oh that's right yeah because like because it yeah. hits the chair and it explodes but anyway james gets out of the way uh i don't remember how yeah. he, he avoided it but uh, it's probably just because it just wasn't a bullet yeah he just dodged he just dodged and he was fine and then he said you shot your bolt he's not scottish he, i don't i don't know how to do roger Moore. um he he just you shot your bolt stromberg and then he shoots his gun down the barrel into stromberg's gut it's 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 a goofy wonderful I love scene it. uh and then he yep. saves and i love to I love too that uh, not only before that scene happens, Bond <laughs> drives like a little wave rider or whatever. You know, it's a little bike on the waves. I can't remember what those are called, but like he just drives that across the ocean or the sea or whatever. I fucking love that. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. Bond esque. And then I also love when Bond gets there. Stromberg's like, "I've been waiting for you, Bond. Why don't you come up to my my lair? Take the elevator, if you will." Yeah. And we've seen what that elevator can do. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. hilarious because Stromberg thinks he can get away with it twice in a movie, but when he tries it, the door opens and Bond's just sitting there, and he's just like, "You said I could drop in," because <laughs> he has his legs spread out and he's yeah. just ready. <laughs> 
I love does it, it the, man. Does it's it, so goofy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So Jaws is only in the sequel because after being pushed into the shark tank, he kills the baby shark. That's right. Yep. Yeah, he bites the baby shark. It was fucking baller. It was the most metal thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Sorry to completely ruin the ending of this movie to, for you guys, but it... it it's alright. That was a lot of the fun part. The boring part was in the middle. I don't want to talk about that. There wasn't... Oh, I do want to talk yeah, about I mean, Yeah, we've already gone actually. over it. I want to talk about the one scene that has Q in it. Um, be, uh, still played by oh, yeah. uh, Desmond... Llewellyn, he is in the, the plot brings us to Cairo for some reason, and it, which <laughs> we also have an Italian guy playing uh, a sheik in that scene, which is you know it's oh, the seventies. Yeah. What are you gonna do? But they this is the most the most this is the glaring thing on this besides slight misogyny. Uh, there is this scene where they are testing out all these gadgets and everybody is dressed as uh, Arab people or Egyptians rather. Yeah. And uh, like they have dummies that are dressed up to, to test the scene, uh, this, the different gadgets on. And it's like, that really wasn't necessary. Some of the gadgets were fun. And I like w- there was a sa- uh, camel right. saddle that a blade came up through. And, you know, that's that's funny. <laughs> but when you're depicting the people or having your agents dress up yeah. uh, as them, uh, you know, and also there is another question to say in Spycraft. People should uh, need to disguise themselves as, and be as inconspicuous as possible. If, but that's not what yeah. they were showing. They were they were playing exactly. with racial stereotypes, and that's it. Just it didn't really seem right to me. However, there was this hookah that was also a gun, <laughs> right? The, the the like I agree with you wholeheartedly. I will admit, though, I laughed. Oh, yeah, when Roger Moore showed up in in the Egyptian garb or whatever, because oh, yeah. he looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's really kind of funny. So off putting. Because me and Sarah were both like, "Oh, uh, okay, uh, some appropriation here. That's whatever." Uh, right. And and then she said, "You know, it does look comfy though." <laughs> well well he looked like his body was comfortable but his face he himself looked like he was just like i probably shouldn't be wearing this (laughs) and neither (laughs) neither should you because you're not a sheik edward you're not a sheik at all oh my god his name was edward uh de souza uh he, he was he's british born uh, it says here on Wikipedia he is of Portuguese and Indian in English descent. Okay, not so not Egyptian. Italian. I've totally messed up and said that you were Italian, Edward James de Souza. De Souza. Uh, so my apologies. He, uh, but still, you pro- they probably should have had you play an Arab man. I'm sure there was Arab people who were trying to act in the seventies. In England, 
Right. And I mean, I got to correct myself, too, because I've been saying Egyptian and definitely Arab. So. <laughs> oh, well. It, I don't it remember was, that part of the movie I'm that sorry. well. I'm sorry. It was in Egypt. So maybe I've been saying it wrong. My apologies. No, it, it does say on, on Wikipedia, it says an Arab sheik. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, I thought it was the Egyptian. I thought it was in Giza, but maybe there was a scene before that was in Arabia. I don't know. Also, though the the Arab tribes they spread out during the is Islam Islamic Empire phase. So maybe maybe they're that's what they're referencing. Maybe they are Arabs who are in in Egypt. I ain't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know everything, but I, that's an approximation of my mo- not, not knowledge. And I'm just a stuttering idiot. So. Right. <laughs> I'm just an ignorant dumbass. <laughs> well, did we do this? But I think I think we're ready for closing statements, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I can't believe we actually cool. recorded this long. I know. I mean, this is probably the longest we've ever recorded for James Bond, and that's, that's because I enjoyed it. This is my f- favorite one so far of the of this run of the playlist. I yes. don't remember the other the Sean Connery no. films. It I'm was sorry, a long Sean Connery. Time ago. Um, it was it was a year or so ago, and I didn't leave much of an impression. I will admit that, except you know, I I know I I know I enjoyed moments of it, yeah. but this one, I don't know. This is like my like I enjoyed Roger Moore in this one. I enjoyed him as yeah. Bond. I enjoyed. The uh, I enjoyed Agent X Triple uh, X. I thought she was great fun. Jaws was hilarious, and the gadgets were great. Like yeah. this one had a lot going for me. I was able to actually just like watch it and pay attention for most of it. I will I will agree with you. The middle part was kind of like deadpan. Yeah, I kind I of like really forget most of that. Everything that happened, yeah. Right, but but overall, like you know, I mean, Stromberg's not the greatest villain after a while, but. I, I enjoyed the goofiness of it all, so I give it three stars. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I like this movie, too. I did enjoy it. If I would have to uh, recommend just one of the Bond movies that we've watched so far, it'd probably be uh, You Only Live Twice. Uh, but <laughs> this one was pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I did enjoy it, and wait, is You Only Live Twice the one with Yellow Face? I think it might be. Ooh. I think it might be. For that reason, I don't recommend it if you that's might be right. the case. But anyhow, this movie I do recommend. You know, just be wary of uh, a blip of mid-century racism. Yep. You were you were right. You only lived twice as the one with uh, with yellow face. Well, great. Well, then I don't. It's hard remember. to remember all the bad stuff. There was really good stuff about that movie. It was a good movie besides the yellow face. Right. Yeah. So that does make us. Yeah, it does make Spy Who Shagged Me. Probably. Damn it! I did it again. The Spy Who Loved Me. <laughs> The one I would recommend too so far, but we're not so done with far. this playlist. That's we'll be back next week with another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moonrakers next week, and we sw- we still okay. got a couple more before we we before we uh, give on, you our Roger favorite. Lord. But right now, knock this one out. Yeah, knock, knock the spy who loved me off the top. Do it. 
keep going, man. Like, yeah, I hope, I kind of do hope that it keeps getting better because it's like, you know, as we said, the first two Roger Moores, it was just like, oh boy, these aren't, you know, they're movies. They're not bad. They're competent, but like, ugh, there's a lot to them and they're forgettable. And then this one just came swinging. I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Keep it up. That has been the show. We hope you enjoyed a long playlist episode. Uh, We'll see you on Thursday with more Indeed. fun. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.